All right, picture this. You're a professional athlete. You're standing on the sidelines. And one of your teammates just, like, goes into this manic episode and starts stripping on the field. Like, what do you think you would do? Try and stop them? Just go with it? Watch as they yell peace signs and run off the field? I would do the last. You don't have to imagine it. It happened. Antonio Brown literally stripped, took his clothes off, threw his gloves, threw his shirt into the stands, and left a football game. Not the football we usually talk about, but football nonetheless. Genuinely confused, but Uh, also I was laughing my ass off. It was a very hilarious moment in the world of sport because watching that occur is hilarious i don't know how else to describe it the bucks uh who were probably favorites uh in the nfc prior to that now they still might be they still might be they still might be but we'll see we'll see but just just if you want a quick laugh that's not footy related but american football related just look up antonio brown not just this instance just his career Dude's done a lot of funny stuff. Oh, dude. He's also done a lot of messed was... up stuff. I can't, I can't talk about AB without talking about all the messed up stuff he's done, too. He's not necessarily a great dude. No, not a great dude But he's dude got some funny all. moments. Funny moments and also was, at one point, the best wide receiver in the NFL. So, it, He's it's also a poster child for how to ruin your own career. Yes, if you ever take like an $84 million contract and then never show up to a practice or anything, uh, that's step one. Step but, two yeah. is strip and leave the field. Hey, yo, welcome back to the High Kicks podcast. We got a nice it's little good. episode this week. No predictions this week because there's no Premier League until the following Tuesday. So we're just going to yes. record another episode next week and hit our predictions then. We're going to uh, run down a couple games for this um, this past Premier League week. And we're going to talk about some transfers and just kind of some things that we would like to see. Carl, I'm sorry for cutting you off about five times, but... Finger guns. Let's keep it going. <sighs> Thought you were going to say something about footy. No, I have to keep it completely irrelevant because what am I going to say when I'm a Man U supporter? And yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll start there before we get into the title race and everything. Or I guess lack thereof now, but we'll, we'll elaborate on that a little bit later. What mm-hmm. is going on with you? What is going on with Man U? Because I... I I don't know. I thought with each passing week, the Ragnick ball would start to get implemented. I thought they would be able to play their way. Yeah, I I completely agreed with you, too. And we got to see the beginning developments of it. Until they played Newcastle. And then we were like, okay, this seems like they sort of were stagnant. This is odd. And then they played Burnley. And watching their game against Burnley... I mean, that was, was a not, 3-1 win. It was not a confident 3-1 win, though. It's not a city like, okay, like, we we dominated this game to the well, fullest you're not, extent. You're not yeah, I know. 
I know, but it's against Burnley. Like, it's not really that we aren't City, it's that we're implementing this possession-based style similar to City, and we're we should be able to show it off entirely against but a team like Burnley. Yeah, we weren't capable of doing that. And that was really concerning to me. And then what happens today, Brian? You I, lost I to Wolves. I, yeah, I'm not even going to say anything and else. Not, you, even, you can... not, even, not even lost to Wolves in a no. sense where like the game got stolen from them. No, they lost to Wolves. Wolverhampton like Wanderers outplayed Manchester United in almost every single facet of the match. This was the first time in Cristiano Ronaldo's career that he lost a match wearing the captain's armband in, in a club competition, I have to note. Yes. He's now 10-1 and one as a captain of a club, which is kind of um, interesting to me because I thought he would have more captains, captains armbands, yeah. but then you kind of think about the fact of who he played with at United, how long he played with Sergio yeah. Ramos, um, how long he played, not how long, but who he played with at Juventus. It makes sense that he hasn't worn the armband too much. Exactly. It doesn't make sense as to how United lost this match in, in the fashion that they did. At home as well. In the first half, David De Gea did all he could to keep United in this he made oh saves after De- save after save after save. De-, De Gea should be getting the most amount of money that he can right now just because I I don't even under like I know that's infinite, but like I I just fully can't comprehend how he's pulling it back the way that he is. And then like I'm not gonna say that it lo- he didn't try on the goal that went in. Because it was a fantastic shot from Jean Moutinho. Yeah. But he was a little too confident in just sitting there and watching the ball. It looked like he thought it was going to go wide. And it went into the the side netting with room to spare. I yeah. actually do kind of think he could have got there. Although it looked like his feet were shifting the other way. So it's really, really hard as a keeper to be shifting one way and slide back and make that save. It's so also not, a great shot. It was like, a fantastic and- shot. Not taking away from the shot, I'm just... Yeah. There's a chance I think he could have got there, but you can't blame a game like this on him when this game exactly. could have been 4 or 5 nil. Oh, easily. This could have been um, Liverpool's performance against Manchester United without a doubt. And that that's concerning. I was seeing a bunch of things all over social media just like today. Ole in? <laughs> yeah. Bruh. Maybe vibes. Like, I, I don't understand. Let's just clear the air. No. Yeah, exactly. But, like, but, obviously, no. But we we need to figure out something because uh, nothing's working at this point. Nothing is working. Nothing for you we're, we're, st- we're still in the development though very similar to like the arteta development so i'm not gonna sort of jump on the bandwagon and immediately be like we're we're gonna go down the drain and i'm gonna like like the club's gonna like hate its life and we're yeah. gonna ruin everything like it's just gonna like the history doesn't matter anymore it's gone and like i, I don't think it'll be like that but yeah i 
it must be. I mean, it's 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 yeah. It just must be hard being a United fan at the moment. And I feel sorry for you, Carl. Even though I don't feel sorry for you because I genuinely yeah. don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> like being a man, you fan sucks. Especially except with, for um, you had a you had a lot of uh, good times. Yeah. It's kind of like being a Spurs fan in basketball. All good things must come to an end. Yeah, fair enough. My my one good friend's actually a Spurs fan, and he he's like dreading it <laughs> for reference here we're talking about the san antonio spurs not the tottenham hotspur because um they haven't really had much good things for tottenham so and also they, what history the good things so. the good things can't come to an end and what history also kind of fair also kind of fair so tottenham's ahead of man U, and we can leave it at that with two game or a game in hand over man U, two games in hand over most of the rest of the league Yo, so I'm not going to lie here. I think that Liverpool-Chelsea match may have been the most exciting 45 minutes. I'm talking about the first half here. I've seen all season. It was back and forth. It featured one of the best solo goals I've seen this season. And it seems like Mo is scoring solo goal after solo goal. It wasn't yeah, necessar- that's what's it, so impressive. About it wasn't him necessarily right a solo goal because Trent played him in with a fantastic ball to notch his ninth assist, Premier League leading yeah. ninth assist. Well, well tied, tied tied with Mo. But the way Mo controls the ball, takes a stutter step, stops Marcos Alonso in his tracks, and then accelerates again, leaving him in the dust beats another two defenders and just slips the ball past Ed Bendy on that near post. I genuinely thought the ball hit the side netting and wrapped around the back. Oh yeah. Only after watching it roll the entire inside of the post that you actually realize that it's good. It was a beautiful, beautiful hit. Beautiful finish. And it was nowhere near the best goal scored in this game. No, I would still, I would potentially even take Pulisic's bang. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because of how clinical Mo's goal was. But so if Mo if had just got that ball taken one touch and then had the finish, but because Mo did what he did yeah. to beat the players on the way to the yeah. finish, I, I have to give it to Mo. Pulisic's goal at the end of the half, left foot, top corner, beautiful shot. But... Goal of the match, goal of the match week, potential goal of the season in the Prem already this season goes to Mateo Kovacic. Marcos Alonso whips in a beautiful free kick. You think it's going to be a cross. He goes for goal. Kalman Kelleher gets it out. Ball bounces. Oh, beautiful clearance, by the way. Mateo Kovacic steps up to the ball and he realizes he steps a little too close. So he steps back, swings his foot at this ball, hits it off a half volley off the post and in absolutely stunning and, if you didn't get a chance of, to watch like the match if you didn't get a chance to watch the highlights post. it was off of the right post and yeah bangs in. if you didn't get a chance to watch any of this match go check out that goal because it i hate chelsea as everybody knows it, it was it was stunning stunning damn. Absolute man of the match performance for Mateo Kovacic. And no one really news. even came close. Yeah, that's true. But in other news, 
Arsenal played a really good game against City before they were down a man. They were controlling the entire match. Yeah. Like, genuinely controlling the entire match against Man City. It, it was concerning, that attacking. Their, their front four. line, the way they were passing the ball around, the way they set up Bokoyo Saka's team goal. The way that Lacazette is intertwined within that the entire time. Martinelli's breaking people. Saka's going off. It's just like, wow, they really have something there. They have something special. They, they just, right now, can't get out of their own way. No. The red card, or the second yellow, but still red card, was a little iffy. I agree entirely. It was The just... call's the call, and that soon after you get your first yellow, you have to know that you can't hit another player in the face, no matter how accidental or how soft it is. Yeah. I, I just... They're coming along a lot. I honestly, not to say that I like to see it because I don't like to see it, but I do kind of like to see it because Arsenal is a club that should be playing like this. Yeah, exactly. They should be contesting for the Champions League every season. It's realistic. Not for the trophy, but for the qualification. Exactly. It's realistic for the quality of the club. But we hadn't seen that quality in a couple of years because they were in a rebuilding phase. And now this is the best have the they talent. have looked since Arsene Wenger. Yes. By this far. is concerning. At and the start we'll, of next we'll season, into... they are top four runners, probably ahead of Manchester United. We'll get in. Well, it depends on who United hires as their manager this summer. Exactly. But we'll, we'll get into a potential scary thing with Arsenal in. Yeah. The um, in the transfer window because they're linked with not too one many people, but two high quality young strikers. Way too many people right now. I also just want to slide into the title race a little bit right now because it, for all intents and purposes, it's cities. It's kind of over, which is really unfortunate. Liverpool yeah, dropped points at Leicester. In a match where Mo Salah hits the crossbar, or not hits the crossbar, but gets a penalty saved and then hits the crossbar on the rebound. Chelsea drew against Brighton, and then the Liverpool-Chelsea 2-2 draw. Currently, Chelsea sit 10 points behind Man City, and Liverpool sit 11 points behind Man City with a game in hand, so they could be 8 points behind Man City. But that's just a lot to expect a Man City side to drop that many points. Yeah, I do not expect it to happen. I think we're looking at Man City 1, Chelsea and Liverpool in that 2-3 spot, and then an absolute dogfight for 4. That dogfight is going to be very intense. Currently in that dogfight for 4, we have West Ham, Arsenal, Spurs, United... You could throw Wolves in there, too. I took, I stopped, because maybe Wolves. Brighton is where I'm going to call it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't include Brighton at this point, but maybe Wolves with their current record. Yeah. And then the relegation battle is still kind of... It's, it's a little tightened up now with Watford sitting on 13 points. Burnley have 11, but they have three games in hand. 
Watford have two. So they might be a little bit further up in terms of, you know, the bottom of the table. Yeah. Newcastle and Norwich have some work to do. Lots and lots of work to do. Yeah, I'm really hoping Newcastle don't get relegated. So a if Newcastle actually goes through. If Newcastle get relegated, um they they're gonna be the best team the championship has ever seen. You think they still get a massive signing? Well, I think they're gonna make a signing in January. I think they're gonna think- do some form yeah. of signing in January to try and keep them afloat. That's fair. They need to do something, and they have the money to do something now. So we'll see. Yeah, fair. We'll see. We'll see. This this the prem went from super interesting, super close title race to it basically being over in a matter of days. We do have the Carabao Cup semifinals coming up with um, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Spurs, Chelsea. I, I kind of think we, depending on how the rosters and the squads are like set up for those matches, I think we could be looking at Liverpool, Chelsea in that final. But I would agree there. Although Liverpool are missing players due to Afcon, so I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if Arsenal beat them. I can see an Arsenal Chelsea final as well. I lo- notice how neither of us think it could be Spurs. Yeah, I'm just not banking on Spurs in this situation. Yeah. So speaking it's, it's speaking Chelsea. of Chelsea, there is a lot of drama surrounding the Blues right now. A lot. Yeah, a little more than anyone who is a supporter would ever have thought could happen. So, in a groundbreaking interview last week, a couple days ago, sometime in between our last episode and now, Romelu Lukaku has come out and said that he's not happy with the situation at Chelsea. He's not the biggest fan of the system that Thomas Tuchel is implementing. Apparently, his heart is and always has been with Inter Milan. Which is interesting because this summer he said his heart is and always has been with Chelsea. Make up your mind, my guy. But in one of the petty, most petty footy things I've seen in a very long time, the dude updated his Facebook bio to say Inter Milan. Yeah. He also said that he would like to return to Inter Milan one day, not at the end of his career, but while he's able to still produce at a high level. Yeah, he directly said this all in an interview. He pretty much said that he doesn't want to play at Chelsea. And then Tuckle said, Yeah, Tuckle said in response to that that he is his player and everything. And then in response to that, uh, Lukaku has changed his bio to say Inter Milan and done little reports have come out that after so they had a conversation this past week and after their conversation apparently Lukaku worked very hard in training Lukaku Uh was dropped from the team sheet for the Liverpool Chelsea match because very notable Tuckle didn't want to have any distractions 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say here he definitely should have played him in a potential title, like in the title implications yeah. of that match. I understand that you want to send the message that no one player is bigger than the club, but, but shit, don't just give it away at this point. He needed to be on the pitch. I'm yeah. really happy he wasn't. Yeah. You definitely were. Oh, I missed this when we were talking about Liverpool, Chelsea. We are talking about the goals and the offensive aspect of this. Oh, match. Jesus. How did you forget this? I don't know. Yeah. I literally don't know how I forgot to mention this. But... So but before you go into it, I want to give a big shout out to Liverpool's keeper for this game. Because Jesus Christ, did he go 23 off. 23-year-old Calman Kelleher, Liverpool's backup day. keeper, had a day. So the first notable save he made was the clearance off of Marcos Alonso's free kick that set up the Kovacic goal. But oh my yes, God, the clearance was beautiful. It set up the Kovacic goal, but you can't really help that. It was a worldie of a shot and he got two fists on a whipped in free kick with no angle yeah. and got it out instead of punching it into the post in it. Beautiful, beautiful clearance. Exactly. I can't help but agree that it was beautiful to watch that clearance and then later on when he was playing just oh you you can talk about it because yeah. it is your team but i will talk about the other goal or the other keeper mendy i'm gonna also talk about that one but so calvin keller her second save in about the 61st minute 62nd minute ish yeah, 61st a ball comes rolling into the box christian pulisic after already scoring a banger gets his foot on it Hits a rocket from inside the penalty spot, not the penalty area, inside the spot. So this is closer than 12 yards. This shot is kind of right at Calvin Kelleher, but it's it above it's his right out of his face. It's kind of above his head a little bit, and he's already moving. Kelleher sticks his hands up with little to no time to react and keeps his ball out. And keeping the ball out isn't even the most impressive thing I think he did on this save. It's the way he up. It's the way he controls the ball with how hard this shot is hit and follows it up and gets on top of it. Oh, the follow-up was amazing. He was there. So there was another attacker who could have actually finished tried to it. finish it off. And but he was there. The way that he was pressing you couldn't have touched the ball. Like you couldn't have taken it around him or anything. Nope. Unless you're messy. Like yep. you aren't doing it. Yep. So very impressive. I've about, about five minutes before Kelleher makes this unbelievable save though. Mo solid takes a banger. It's not um, really a banger though. So like yep. Mo's, Mo's right. through on goal. He's about 30, 35 yards out. It reminded me of Cavani's goal. Yeah. A little bit. He catches Mendy off his line, or so he thinks, yeah. and goes to chip it over his head. Not really a chip, more of like a driven ball with a little bit of dip. Not Back. a full power shot, but not a chip. One of those balls that you look at those and kind of go... balls. One of those balls that you look at and kind of go, how do you do that? Because the technical ability to hit a ball like that is beyond oh. me. Yeah. And Ed Mendy drop steps shuffles his way back and dives with two hands to keep this ball out of the top corner potentially one of the best saves i've seen 
One of the best the, saves I've seen in a very long time. Will and probably be the save of the month for the prom. Up there, definitely. I mean, it's too yeah. early to say because it happened on January 2nd. But, exactly. But most likely. Yeah. And I honestly think so the most impressive thing I saw on that save wasn't even the save. So he makes the save and he's on his way down and his head is in line with the post. And he has the body control to move himself out of the way so he doesn't hit his neck on the post. Yeah. Unbelievable save. Unbelievable body control. Two game-saving saves within a span of five minutes. And two amazing keepers in that game. So... One of, them is a well, one of them is a well-known amazing keeper. One of them wow, is a really? young keeper on his way. Yes, I, I think both of them, low-key. Like, man, Mendy is known, but he's, he's a young one on his way as well. Am I stupid for saying that? Is Mendy older? He's 28. Ah, uh, uh. He could still have a long prime. He could. Mendy's but really impressive, though. Mendy, like he's really Mendy's blowing up recently. Yeah, Mendy's 28 and blowing up recently, but he was a fantastic keeper at Rennes in League One before yeah. he came over. It's just exactly. we didn't necessarily notice that because watching League One in the U.S. is a pain. And Also, he doesn't get the time of day on the no. international level. Well, yes, he does. He's the starter for his international team. What team does he play for? Senegal. Oh, I'm a freaking bot. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, hey, you yeah. are. What? One second. You can cut this part. I'm That's what off. I thought. Okay. Fucking Ananas from Cameroon. Yeah. I was wondering. Because I know Mane's from Senegal. Yes, yes, he is. I wonder if Onana was. Yo, yes, Onana, so when he comes back. All right, ready to go back into it? Yeah. So two young, semi-young keepers, one more well-known, one less well-known. Fantastic but displays in net. Yes. And the only happy side coming out of this is Manchester City. I think that's a perfect place to start moving into our transfers. Because guess what? City is probably running away with this. Where are you going? You're lost? Yeah. So our first, first big link that I've seen, before we get into the moves that have actually happened, okay. apparently Oscar Isaac is interested in joining Arsenal. Yeah, that one's concerning, especially with... Uh... That is more concerning to me than Dusan Vlahovic joining Arsenal. And not I would in a... take Vlahovic. Let me finish. And not in okay. terms of ability, but Vlahovic would cost about $80 million. Isaac is valued at 40 I don't personally think there's a 40 million euro gap in their ability. I think there's a gap in their ability, but I don't think it's that pronounced in terms of that value. How old so, is Isaac? 22. 
old is Vlahovic? 21. Okay. You see my point here? Yeah. Vlahovic is, I think, the better player, but Isaac is the better value by far. And what Vlahovic Arsenal is the better player. What Arsenal could do with saving that money and actually get two some, good players. Exactly. Yeah, I know. And they've been actually really good at doing that the past couple Histori- of years. Because historically, they could, yes. They could directly replace like Xhaka, who's aging out. Make him more of like a Matich type role. Repeat that, what? So they've always been looking for like another CDM alongside oh, yeah. like party. I've seen apparently that this is a fan link and things that fans want, but I've seen some Arsenal fans want Eves Basuma. They've been linked with Awar for every year since Awar has. Yeah, they're not going to go after Awar. He he's more attacking. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm just gonna say Awar because every single year. Yeah, but with ESR and with Odegaard, I don't think they should go after Awar anymore. Oh, I I don't think they'll actually sign him anymore. Like, oh, you're just talking about the link. Yeah, I just think someone's going to create the link between him and Arsenal again. And it's like, okay, it's not going to happen. That's fair. That's definitely fair. But one link that's actually happening is Dembele in Newcastle. Usman we hope. Dembele. We hope. Yeah, that that's all just rumored. But Rumored speculation most likely going to happen in the summer, I would think. I would agree so. Although... I would agree too. Although Barcelona might want to try and make a deal, sell him on the cheap, because uh, he's a free agent this summer and they'd hate to lose him for free. I've also seen yeah. rumors that Everton are interested in bringing in Felipe Coutinho. I don't know how solid those are. Be an interesting move. Yeah, those are some of the more iffy transfers when we start getting into those. I want to get into... One of the most mature transfers I have seen in a very long time. Elaborate. Is I know what you're talking about. American wonder kid, American striker Ricardo Pepe has had the eye of clubs like Liverpool, Manchester United, Bayern Munich. And he agreed to sign for FC Augsburg in the Bundesliga. Now, a lot of the time, these young talents get swayed to these big clubs because the money, because it's a big club, because of the chances that arise. He wanted none of that. He didn't want to get lost in a depth chart. He went to a side needing a striker, needing goals, and he wants to prove himself and get ready for that big move later on in his career while he'll make a move to a big club and start. Exactly. He's just he's doing what um a lot of young German talents. He's also doing. doing he's doing what Pulisic did when he went to Dortmund. He's doing yeah. what Reyna did when he went to Dortmund. Yep. Dortmund's a bigger club, but now now, but that's what they're known for doing. Exactly. But when Pulisic went there, they they were they were a larger club, but they weren't. They've always been a larger club than Augsburg, but they were at a yeah. point where they could be accepting young talent that could go in and play for them right away. 
exactly they're right not necessarily now. at the same point like you're not going to go as a striker no to go try and play for Borussia Dortmund no. unless you really think you are better than two of the best talents at the position two yeah i'm counting young german boy Makoko? sir Eh, not yet. He's still too young for me. What? I, I, that's why I said talent. That's why I that's didn't fair. say. That's fair. Because that's fair. in terms I, of him, he has the talent to be one of those oh, players. Yeah, he and does. Then, oh, yeah, he and, does. And then Holland's that player. Holland is that guy. Yeah. Holland is that guy. He is that guy, pal. Trust me. Okay. So let's get into a couple other ones. Jonathan Ikone went from... Lille to Fiorentina. Yes. And uh, Mikolenko went from Dynamo to Everton. So this is a left back move from Everton because apparently Chelsea, I have seen, are interested in bringing in Luca Digne because they've lost Ben Chilwell for the season. So this is just a precautionary move taken by Everton. Because Everton currently have no hold over any of their players because they are in ship management, and I'm not going to keep on bashing them. But come on, like you need to do something. I'll keep I'll keep on bashing them. You can Dude. keep on bashing them. I'm done. I have loved seeing Rafa Benitez falter under them. I mean, Everton fans didn't want him. Liverpool fans didn't want him to go there. This is what you get. Yeah. Also, other transfer news. Another American, Daryl DK, leaving Orlando to go to West Brom. This is a championship side, but they'll be in the Prem most likely next season. Exactly. And Daryl DK has been a goal-scoring machine for the U.S., so I'm kind of interested to see how he does it in European football. Yeah, that's one of the more intriguing ones. Besides Michael Cousins, uh, who was the guy who used to play for Leeds then was transferred to Bayern and now is getting transferred to Venezia, right? Yeah. Um the only upgrade he gets there is his kit. Yeah, and probably playtime. And playtime. That's true. But That's true. We'll see yep. if he develops into anything. Hey Carl, we're missing one. What? Italian? Italian? To the MLS. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Um, so if you guys are wondering, the shortest man in all of Italy. No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, that was out uh, of pocket. Yeah, that was. Uh, Lorenzo Insigne, though. So all reports are saying, this is according to Fabrizio Romano, um, he's getting closer and closer to joining Toronto FC. It'd be a five and a half year deal. 11 million euro plus four and a half million add-ons. People are saying that he has plenty of time left in Europe. Why is he running to the MLS now? And I agree with them. I, but... I don't necessarily... One, the MLS is trying to grow, and this is a great way for them to grow. This is a great way for them to grow. Two, would you leave that much money on the table? I don't know, because he can still play for, like, a top side. Yeah, but I don't know if he'll make $12 million a year for a top side. That is true. 
And would you rather play for a top side and watch your potentially like watch potentially a young talent come in and take your spot or run to the MLS when you're 30 and light the entire league up? I would bank on like a year or two more. The MLS is about to be saying Carlos Vela who? Yeah, that's true, but Really, are his jersey sales and everything gonna like blow up that much? Like he's we'll going see. to Toronto, my guy. We'll see. We'll see. But oh, also another random rumor for Toronto is a uh, Balati. Oh yeah. So that's that's a fun one. Just because I didn't know, uh, he's linked with Toronto. I'm excited for how the rest of this transfer month is going to turn out. I really am. I really, really am. I want to see what happens in the MLS, honestly. Weird to say. It is really weird to say. I mean, I do think in a couple years, the MLS is going to be a much more relevant league. I think Inter-Miami will grow more. I think a lot of clubs will be able to develop more. And... Hopefully, we'll be talking about them in some aspect. But for now, we're chilling with the Brum because honestly, I'm loving it. Uh, despite Man City running shit, um, I love that Paul Pogba's still third in assists. Uh- <laughs> so, before we sign off for the week, I just got to ask you this question, Carl. Yeah. How badly do you think Trent Alexander Arnold's going to break his assist record? Oh my God. Um,. Honestly, for his current pace, because how many assisted can finish with last season? Like 14? Something like that. I think if he keeps this up, he could finish with like 18 to 20. Eighteen to twenty assists from a right back position. We're talking about De Bruyne numbers. I think the record is so he set the record once with twelve when he passed Leighton Baines. I think he broke it last season with thirteen. Yeah. I mean, I could see eighteen. Maybe not. Realistically, 18. realistically, maybe, maybe not sixteen 18. to eighteen. Maybe but, not 18 because Liverpool have 18 matches left to play and he has exactly. nine assists. Although, given that some of the top scorers and stuff will be out for AFCON for a little bit, I could see him getting a little bit more assists just by swinging balls into other players. I think they're going to be relying a lot more on his crosses over the next few matches instead of individual brilliance. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, to throw this off entirely, I saw Juan Pasaka crossing the ball this weekend, and I hated my life. What? So uh, let's wrap it up for this week. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Hey, we'll Manchester United right week. now. Man use trash, but I love it. Carl hates it. Adios. Catch you guys next week. Much love. Peace.